Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Well, hey, uh, so glad to share the final prayer and leadership of the year. Um, I am honored and um, I am hoping that some of these wild thoughts that I have today uh, will come together and, and bless somebody, help somebody um, clarify or inspire or give wisdom to someone. Um, about uh, our, our culture as a church. We're talking today uh, about how we are planted in church. We're planted in church. We actually believe uh, that it is a good thing to be planted in church. It's a good thing um, to have a church home. It's a good thing to have a place that you will find yourself every single Sunday uh, as often as the doors are open to say that this is my house, this, this is my church, um, that we are not in that buffet style of I'm gonna get a taste over here a little taste over here you can get a, a, a taste but if, if you've got one place uh, that you're calling home we believe that is good for your life I believe that for every single believer uh, that being planted in church should be a part of your following Jesus you always hear people um, say you know well, I, I love Jesus but I don't really like church you know and that's not good, actually, for your life, to be honest with you, um, because Jesus connects loving him with loving his people. Um, so something's not quite in alignment there. But we believe it, uh, it is good uh, to be planted in church. And as I'm, I'm thinking about this, this idea uh, of being planted, and I was thinking about, you know, being planted in church, it, it's not uh, just about church uh, attendance. It is about being connected. It's about being connected, opening your life to God and opening your life to people. Uh, are, we, are we doing both? Are we living open that way? Uh, when you're planted, people should see you. They should see you. Uh, not just see your face across the room on a Sunday, but someone in that space uh, should know deeper things about you. People should know what's happening in your life to some extent. They should know... Um, who you are, how you follow Jesus. Someone should know what you're walking through. Um, and as I was uh, thinking through this, I came across Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. In these verses, there are three things um, being touched on here. First one, hold, holding tight to our hope in Jesus. Second one, urging one, urging one another along uh, onto acts of, of love, loving like Jesus. Third, meeting together to be encouraged by one another. These three are connected in this scripture. Um, so they're, they're, they're important together. They're not just supposed to be these separate items. He's emphasizing that these three things belong to one another, but we live in this world where there's a lot of Christians where the real stuff of our lives uh, just aren't known by anyone. The real stuff uh, of our lives are, are mostly actually hidden from one another. People, uh, sometimes in church, uh, are, spend more time tearing one another down than they do lifting each other up. Uh, I saw this. I was telling uh, Evan about this the other, yesterday. Uh, I saw this post by another church in town. Uh, they did 
this service. They had these really creative things that they were doing. Um, and in response to this post where this guy is talking to people about how they don't need to feel like they need to strive and climb this ladder in their relationship with God, um, all of these people, all of these church people got on there in the comments talking about how, oh, my spirit doesn't resonate with this. Oh, uh, that outfit, what does that communicate? Oh, you're going to wear that while you're preaching the word of God? Like, just ripped them to shreds, completely missing the point. And, and was what the church was doing perfect? Probably not. Would I have worn that outfit? If my wife told me to, I'd put it on in our closet, but I don't know if I'd walk out the house. Um, but it, it is so much more common that we're tearing one another down, not the world, but the church. Um, it's becoming, we're, we're, we're sitting a little too uh, comfortably in, in, into the ways of, of our culture. But you're seeing that, and you're also seeing uh, people attending church based more on their convenience uh, than on their hunger for God. Based more on this, oh, this fits nicely into my life, then I need to be here. I need to be among these people. I'm better. Like Tristan and John uh, in the story, they, they feel uh, there, there's light when they come. Their life has actually been improved and is better now that they're apart and serving and giving and surrounded by friends and family. Planned in church looks like praying for others when they need it, and when you need it, allowing people to pray for you. In church, uh, looks like knowing what's happening in people's lives and people knowing the details of what's happening in yours. I was surprised the other day uh, where we had uh, a kid's team party, and um, afterwards, um, uh, uh, Chad and Libby Bundy are a phenomenal uh, couple. Um, they serve uh, in kids. Oh, and he's actually stuck outside the front door. Good luck, Chad. Um, yeah, he'll be all right. It's not that cold outside. Um, but I, I, I remember after the event was over, uh, he came up to me and he was asking me uh, about a family member that I have that's walking through uh, some struggles with, with, with cancer. Um, and, uh, and, and he was telling me, he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, my wife and I, uh, we're, we've been praying uh, we've been praying for your family member um, every day. Uh, and that, like, rocked me. I was like, oh, oh, thank you. I, I was surprised. Uh, and, uh, but that's, that's planted in church. That's what it should look like. Uh, the things that you're agonizing over, there should be someone that knows about them and is on their knees agonizing before God for you. That's what happens when you're planted in church. I was thinking about... Um, you know, planning church looking like it looks like we give of ourselves. It, the church should be this environment where we are all generous. Not just talking about financially, but I'm talking about attention and time, encouragement, being uplifting. We should be generous with these things. So, and it, the way that it should work is that everyone is generous. Everyone is generous. Uh, if we all decided to crank our encouragement up to 11, uh, and all we did was go around encouraging one another, if all of us said yes to this, then that would mean that none of us would leave here without being encouraged. It would be this community of generosity where we're endlessly giving to one another, and no one is left empty because we're always 
giving. I, I, I loved last night the youth group. Um, one of the things we were doing, we were setting up for the local family Christmas party. And the youth group uh, got the opportunity to come and, and, and jump in and serve. And here's why I love that. Here's why I love moments especially like that. Because I remember growing up in youth group. And I know, and I've, I've been in youth ministry for over 10 years. And I know how easy it is for everything to only be all about their stuff. And they've got a lot of stuff. They live in a wild world. They have to struggle with a lot of crazy thoughts, comparison and all kinds of crazy struggles that I don't know anything about. But, but I, I know it's also unhealthy for them to only stay focused on those things. And so when I see them get up and take their eyes off themselves and then put their eyes on someone else thinking about the 15-year-old and the other teens that are going to be at this event on Sunday night, I know that is a move forward for them. That actually is a move forward for them, not just in their relationship with God, but in them being planted in church, in them graduating one day and, and, and realizing that it matters to still be planted. They're not graduating from church just because they graduate from high school. This is planted in church. You know, this, uh, these things that we run on, every single one of them has a verse that it's connected to. Um, and one of the main verses for this comes from Psalms 92, uh, 12 to 13. This is David saying, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. I've never seen a cedar of Lebanon, but apparently they're tough stuff. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the court's of our God. And I know that as David is writing this, he's not just sharing just wonderful thoughts off the top of his head. He's saying these things about being planted in the house of the Lord and flourishing because that is his experience from his life. Um, but I, I noticed here he's comparing one being planted in the house to a palm tree. Um, and I started Googling palm trees. Uh, I was like, what's so special about palm trees? How is it uh, that these palm trees, you traditionally find them in places um, where they're subject to the winds, not just the winds, but they're subject to hurricane-level uh, winds, winds that can blow a house down, that can, th uh, that can um, you know, destroy property, uh, change coastlines. Uh, but these trees somehow endure these storms. They endure these hurricanes. And, and a couple of takeaways that I, I got from looking uh, into these palm trees is on a cellular level, they're actually a little bit different than other trees. There's a way that they're just more malleable. They actually have the ability to bend incredibly under pressure, incredibly under uh, the, the effects of the storm, and revert back to their normal position revert back to uh, their original position. And I know that in church life, um, two of, of many things that can knock us out, but two of them are, are pain, uh, painful circumstances and offense. Painful circumstances. Jesus said, in the world you'll have trouble. They come all the time. We all have things that wreck us. Situations beyond our control, uh, beyond our liking that come at us. And uh, will we bend or will we break? In church life, 
I, I don't know why we think we, we, we shouldn't get offended by people in church. We should actually expect that, in my opinion, uh, because we're all people desperate for God, and we all actually have different opinions, different ways of thinking, uh, how things should go, what they should look like, and at some point, it's not going to line up with what I think or how I like it, how I want it, or how I thought it was going to go. There will always be opportunities for offense, but will you be malleable? Will you take the hit and bend and then come back? Or will you take the hit and be shaped by it? Will you take the hit um, and, and have the way you are shift because of what you just went through? Sometimes people get hit with a moment, hit with a circumstance, and then um, the one that was joyful before isn't, isn't as joyful now. The one that was trusting before uh, doesn't trust like they used to. Uh, the one that was all in before can barely show up now because they aren't malleable. They aren't like this palm tree that David is, is talking about. And, and I believe that as we stay planted um, in church and not just in church, when I say stay planted in church, I'm not just saying you're choosing that this church is yours, and you're attending, you're connected, you're in connect groups, you have friends, people are praying for you. But I'm also saying that you are that your roots are going down into your relationship with Jesus, that, that you're staying planted that way too. Uh, when you have all of that going on, I believe uh, that it's his presence washing you uh, in the context of community. It's his presence washing you as you read the word. It's his presence washing you uh, as you spend time with Jesus, as you walk through the trials. That makes you bendy like a palm tree, able to endure all storms, all Seasons. You know, when it comes to being planted, I also know that uh, it takes determination um, to be planted. It takes grit. It takes setting yourself with confidence uh, to stay planted. Um, you know, because of those things, the you know, offense and, and pain and whatnot, there are, there are a million reasons to quit. A million reasons and a million options to quit to. Um, but it, it takes a certain something uh, to stay planted. It takes a yes every day. Um, not just a, uh, it takes a, a, a yes to stay planted in the communities that we stay in because we'll always be given reasons to leave. But it also takes a yes every single day to stay planted in your relationship with Jesus. It's not a one time I give my life to you, Lord. It's today I give my life to you, Lord. It's this morning. It's this moment. It's this circumstance. I give it to you again and again and again. You don't just choose one time. You choose over and over again. I think about um, when it comes to being planted. I think about the disciples in uh, Acts chapter 1 and 2. Jesus died uh, and rose again. Many of them saw him. He taught them for, what, 40 days or something crazy before he ascended into heaven. Now he's gone, and they're waiting. Uh, Jesus told them, uh, go to Jerusalem and wait for me. Uh, my Father will send you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so they were there. They gathered. They never stopped gathering, and they prayed, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited until the Holy Spirit came and everything changed. Now what I love about that is they had set themselves together as a community to not move from that place. They've, they were determined not to leave until God did what he said. I think if you feel that God has called you 
to this house. And my prayer is that if you are here, uh, you, have, you have had that moment with God that he has called you. If you feel like you're called, then there's got to be that same kind of grit and determination no matter what situations come, no matter how good or bad or rough or confusing or frustrating or whatever it is. There's got to be that same kind of determination. I'm not moving until you do what you, what you said you were going to do. I'm not moving until what you have to do in me in this place and through me is done here. God, I'm not going until you say to go. We've, we've got to have that too. Man, I've got too many thoughts this morning. Let me, let me speed up. Let me speed up. Um, I didn't think I had enough, but now I'm talking too much. Okay, uh, just a couple of things that I noticed. Um, I feel like there are a couple of promises in, uh, in, in that verse in Psalm 92. Um, one of them, the godly will flourish. I looked up the definition of flourish. It says grow or develop in a healthy or vigorous way, especially as the result of a particularly favorable environment. I want you to know that this environment is designed for you to grow. If you want to grow, you can grow here. Uh, in your relationship with Jesus, I want you to know that should not be static. You should not be always staying at the same place in your knowledge of who Jesus is. We should be moving forward, not because we need to strive, but because if we're hungry for Jesus, then that should get us on our knees more. If we're hungry to know Jesus, that should be opening. we should be opening up our Bibles more and not stop at the place of, I don't know what that means, but I I don't know what that means. Let me go find out. Let me ask somebody. I need to know Jesus better. I need to know what he's saying. I need to know what he's got in mind. We should be growing. And as you stay planted, I believe that you will. I think that's one of God's promises. I think also uh, the next promise is that the godly will grow strong. This verse, uh, Colossians 2, 7 through 8, is beautiful. Um, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. The more that you let your roots grow down into who Jesus is, the less, um, that the deceptions that come uh, in your mind or uh, either in your mind or from outside somewhere, the things that would throw you off course, throw you off your calling, throw you off what you're meant to do, throw you off what you're meant to be focusing on, the less those things will have a chance to shift you. Uh, they might rock you for a moment, but you'll come back to that original position. The last thing I want to say about this, um, when you're planted in church, when you have that staying power, um, well, let me just read the scripture. My, my words aren't enough. After the verses 12 and 13, there's 14 and 15. It says, when you're planted in church, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green, and they will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. I want to be in this for the long haul. I want to be 90 years of age, still confident in who my God is. I want to be on the other side of all the current flows uh, and craziness of our culture saying that my hope is in the Lord. That my life belongs to him. 
I, I, I don't want to I, I, I don't want to be personally, I don't want to be uh, another burnt out pastor one day that has given up on, on church and on people. I, I, I don't want to be so messed up by the moment, the things that I walk through, that my faith um, is nothing like it used to be. I want in my old age to still be growing, still producing fruit, to still be gentle and kind and hopeful and all of those things that happen when you put your faith in Jesus. Everything in life shifts. Jobs shift. Titles shift. Your location relationships, sometimes even your health shifts. I remember during the renovation, uh, it was me, Randall, and uh, Josh Doherty, and Josh is like nine miles tall, and he just stepped up on this stage so casually, and I was holding some stuff. I was like, you know what? He just put one leg up and cranked up there. I'm going to do it too. Um, And I was holding some stuff, and I weigh more than Josh, and I already have a bad right knee, and so I don't know why I use that one. I got up there, but I was like, ooh, that cost me something. Sometimes even your, your health will, will, will shift a little bit. But when you stay planted, no matter what gets shaken up in your life, uh, the things that you choose to not allow to move will keep you from moving as well. Um, so let's stay bendy like palm trees, and uh, let's stay planted in church. Let me pray over you all, and we'll move on to the next. Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you, my God, that in your presence there is fullness of joy. In your presence we are healed. In your presence we we gain clarity. In your presence we are known. In your presence we are made whole. My God, I thank you that you are present here. That though the worship songs are done, you're present with us. Though we move from this moment, you're present with us. That we hop in cars and step into classrooms and, and, and into different tasks, you're present with us. We just ask that your spirit would give us what we need today to say yes. Say yes to you again. Say yes to being planted in your house, my God. God, that we would flourish in your presence. Flourish among your people. Flourish as we give of ourselves, as we care about others. Flourish as we build this church together. Flourish as we invite others to be a part. Flourish as we follow you wherever you're calling us to go. We thank you for who you are. We trust you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Everyone said, amen. Hey church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.